0: You're listening to the FWZ Talk Podcast, and the last podcast of the freaking year. Can you believe we're here? And the reason for that is uh, this podcast always comes up on Fridays. Next week is Christmas Day, and the week after that is New Year's Day. Uh, It's actually crazy to think that we're already there. We're already here, so this is the last podcast of the year. We're going to be talking to Travis Sparks. And he's going to be talking to us about all the crazy stuff to do with his CAW league, COH. If you're looking for all the answers to the questions you may have about COH, whether you're a part of it or whether you weren't a part of it, you're going to get it here. And we are going to go on a little bit of a journey into the mindset of Travis in the Hell's Palace CPV, going into that interesting show that, you know, all hell broke loose, the frustrations that he had with his own show, the people around him. So, and there's any podcast I recommend to you, it is this one. Because he's got the gun cock, baby, and he's shooting from the hip. And that's something I can promise you right here. So, before we do get to Travis Sparks, I want to talk about our friends. We've got to give some love to our friends here at Squarespace. Squarespace is your one stop place to visit to build your own website, to build your own online media platform. And also to build a marketplace for your business. So I know a lot of you out there, maybe you're interested in wrestling. Maybe you're interested in whatever it may be. Maybe you're interested in starting up an old podcast, just like me. But I know you need a place to create a website. Maybe it might be for your old league, your old CAW league. It might be for a particular hobby that you may have. But you need somewhere to have some tools to create that platform. And Squarespace.com is that place. It is very very easy to use and it's also especially easy for you to use for people who aren't so necessarily tech savvy. I'm talking to all you old times out there. You also have the benefit of the 24 hour service on the web chat. You're always gonna have someone to help you out if you're struggling, which can sometimes happen when you've got to deal with lots of techie stuff out there. It's great for creating your own online business, maybe your personal blog, or any particular talents that you may have. It is also good for setting up an online store so maybe you want to get some merch out there this is a great thing to help you with understanding technical language like e-commerce and all these other things it's also great for creating your own domain so check it out squarespace.com s-q-u-a-r-e s-p-a-c-e dot com the following is an fwz collection production talk with the Jemka. the, Jemka. the Jemka. we're talking to travis sparks on this edition of the fwz talk podcast we're going to be talking about his podcast the chilling him podcast and also catch up what he's been doing since we last booked him all the way in february and yes we will be discussing the the goings-on of coh from the battleground cpv hell's palace 2 all the way to coh slam episode 67 we're not dead yet yeah that's the one that you are going to listen. To. So, stay tuned. Let's get it on. <sighs> ah, Travis, Travis, Travis. You have...
1: I've been, uh, i been a...
0: I've been a bad boy. <laughs> I was, I was, I was about to say you've been a very naughty boy. This is sounding a little bit erotic, you know. Uh, before <laughs> you, know. you have been a, a naughty. Ah, what the hell, you, but you've, you've been a naughty boy. We are talking to Travis Sparks, who is the own, or was, or is, or kind of—I don't know if you are—of Coh or Co. You want to say it, Coh? That show that was there, and then it wasn't, and then it was, and then it wasn't again. We're going to be getting into the nitty gritty with Mr. Sparks about uh, COH. Uh, what happened to it? What's going on? Uh, will it come back? And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, that that thing that happened with that one video. We'll, we'll get into that, and uh, we'll also go talk about other things as well, not just CAW. Talking about his uh, podcast, he's a part of the Chill and Killum podcast. talking about horror films. All the things from uh, from The Candyman all the way to uh, Jason Voorhees. you are of course got to be talking about all those good films, including those weird, weird, weird Purge films and Halloween too. Uh, but enough of my jibber jabber. Let's bring him on, Travis Sparks. What's going on, baby? How you doing?
1: I'm I'm doing good. I'm sitting here jamming with Jamco. Oh fuck uh-huh. off. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: You know. <laughs> You know, uh, you know it's, it's it's interesting you and I because I uh, last talked to you in uh, February of uh, this year. Uh, we talked about wherever your show was at that time, and since then, eleven months ago, we've had uh, a we've had uh, racial tensions, we've had uh, a world virus, uh, a president in, a president out, flipping people dying, harassment, sex stuff. Uh, that's just your Saturday night, isn't it? Oh my
1: God! Yeah, the whole world has gone to shit, man. Over this past year, whether it be in call in the real world, but you know it's December. This is tis the season to be jolly. Tis the season to be happy. And I think it's a great time for me to come out with this podcast.
0: Oh yeah, lot, <laughs> to tell of,
1: my side of things.
0: the people want an answer for you. So uh, so here's the deal. We're gonna talk about some horror stuff first. Then we'll get into uh, the 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 COH stuff. So if you are on the edge of your seat looking for the drama, you're gonna have to wait a little bit first. But we will get there. Don't worry. All in good time. So before we talk about CAW stuff, we're talking about the Chillin' Killin' podcast. That is a podcast that you and some of your friends talk about some uh, some great horror films and reviews and talk about some upcoming ones as well. So, you know, the thing about horror that uh, I, I always kind of am a little bit off with is I know they're designed to scare you. But I kind of think that the thriller of John, you know, the thriller genre, John, tends to be, I feel, I feel like, more of a scarier situation. And I believe that because trying to understand something you can't possibly see is something that kind of is more of a a kind of a mystery whereas i know the whole you know the horror thing is you know step one step two step three and then bang in your face that kind of you know that that sudden sudden horror so i kind of feel like those kind of ones are scary rather than the actual you know because really and i know it's designed to make you feel uncomfortable that some of the uh films like halloween and purge and things like that are designed to kind of well basically make you shit your pants so why why do you like car why are you a weirdo and like all those films
1: uh i not just horror i like all forms of movies and entertainment i've always been like a movie buff you know long, long before i got in the car uh and my friend anthony gangone who's also a professional wrestler on the indie scene he wrestles in the northeastern territory uh this was a podcast he started with his sister and his friends but before before i get to that why I like horror because, as you said, the scary thing about horror is things that can actually happen in real life. Yeah, and I'm not talking about necessarily a killer in a hockey mask or monsters, whether they're from the sea or out of space. The horrors is things that are happening right now, like with racism. Uh, it's scary. My mind just kind of blinked there, but <laughs> like a lot of this can ha- <laughs> a lot of this can happen in real life. And to me, the power of horror is that you can use that platform to tell these stories
0: right right yeah i course, see with,
1: but yeah because with horror you can also take it into you could you know make it extreme you know to your you know to really scare the audience you know that's kind of that's that's why i feel with the horror platform you could get away with a lot of that stuff instead of making a movie and putting in the subtitle inspired by a true story because with horror you can kind of you could kind of make it over the top
0: yeah but at the yeah. same
1: time still stay relevant to its theme
0: you know one of the 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 sort of criticisms of horror is you know if you've seen everything how um how how can we sort of do new things how can we make it more you know i know a big thing uh, in this country that that came up was the quiet place and uh you know there was a, there were many articles out there the bbc did about you know is it is is it a disrespected genre in the sense of uh people see it as just you know gore and blood and guts rather than the, the clever idea of that kind of elevated horror in, in distinct and kind of, you know, um, being inspired by kind of trying to screw with your mind. Uh, and, and sort of, I remember the big one that kind of resonated with me was Get Out. And I remember that just being something that really, really kind of messed with your head. And I feel like that psychological thriller, that psychological drama is what kind of drives you to kind of, you know, step outside yourself and think, holy shit, like what the hell is that with uh, with, with some of those things? So... That's that's something that's interesting for that. And it's it's, yeah. it's weird that there's so many genres within horror, like I just mentioned about it, Elevated and Horror and, and, and all these other things, and mainstream and all these kind of things as well. So what I want to... Yeah. Sorry, go on.
1: I was going to say, uh, Jordan Peele, to me, he's like a modern Rob Sterling, because Get Out, I feel, is like an extended episode of The Twilight Zone. Him and Alex Garland, they're, the way they write and do their yeah. movies... I said, damn, if Rod Sterling was still alive, he would hire these guys to be his writers, his head writers for The Twilight Zone. Because you watch even Alex Garland's films, whether it be uh, Ex Machina, I don't know if you've heard of that one.
0: Uh, I have not. Or,
1: uh, or recently, Annihilation. I don't know if those movies are on Netflix. I know Ex Machina still is. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and like we mentioned, Jordan Peele, whether it be Get Out or his recent film Us. It's a lot yeah. of, it's, he, again, he uses that, that horror platform to really make you think. And for some people, they might not be into that kind of stuff. They want they want like a a dumb, stupid, fun horror film. And I'm yeah. all for that too. That's why I like films like Reanimator. Mm. <laughs>
0: well, I was kind of looking into sort of horror and stuff before we did this podcast, did some research, and you know, I was kind of looking at you know what what kind of upcurring horror films are there in the sense of. You know, have we seen everything that we've seen? Have we seen the big bad monster? Have we seen the mask? Have we seen the gore? Have we seen the blood? And um, I know A Quiet Place Part 2 that's coming up next year as well. But something that we were talking about um, uh, a few weeks ago when I told you about uh, that had been uh, released is uh, Halloween Kills, which is going to be coming yes. out in 2021. for uh, and, and kind of a weird thing that ties in CW is uh, a lot of the guys that, that did with that little area of Halloween, um, Rob Zombie... From White Zombie, great band that I uh, that I like as well, who who take on sort of some things like that. So we know with uh, this Halloween Kills this next one that you've got Jamie Lee Curtis, um you've also got James, Jude, Courtney, and Nick Castle coming back as Mr. Myers and things like that. Are you ready for Halloween Kills or do you think that uh, that trilogy's kind of died now?
1: Oh no, I feel there's always there's always gonna be an audience for Halloween. Right. But my, my only issue with the whole Halloween franchise is that with my movies, with my series, I like consistency. Mm. The Halloween franchise is completely inconsistent because they keep ignoring. It's like every sequel they make, they ignore the previous films. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just example, this new one, Halloween, it ignores everything from part two all the way until a resurrection. At least with the Rob Zombie movies, that was a reta- – uh, that, that could kind of take place in its own like, alternative universe. Mm. it's a re- it's a remake but but with the new halloween it's it's a sequel a sequel slash reboot and my another issue is the damn name why you call it halloween just <laughs> i saw halloween which one you know the one with michael myers yeah which yeah. One? yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah the, the one with with the guy with the mask on what <laughs> one of the other one of the other ones actually surprising that will be coming out next year is candy man i don't know if you heard about this candy man coming out in 2021 Uh, supposedly a spiritual sequel to the 92 movie um, which is going to be uh, set in Chicago which is that one which you know uh, I don't know about that one kind of coming back Um, it's it's got um, uh, they're going to have some different sort of casts in there I don't know I'm about to butch this name but uh, Yam Obdal Mateen who will be uh, coming back you were you a fan of Candyman that's another one you like
1: uh, I didn't care for any of the sequels. I did like the first Candyman because as we mentioned before, we like Get Out, there's a lot of social commentary to it, hmm. which is, which, you know, that could be the real horror is, you know, like something like this can happen. I'm not saying Candyman can happen, but, but the whole, a, a theory that what made Candyman work was that the main character, the girl, she never had any proof that the Candyman was doing all these killings. There was a scene when she was locked up in the uh, mental institution that she was, and on the video camera, it showed her basically hallucinating that she was just seeing the Candyman. And to me, that's what made the whole movie work. because you? Is that you on screen? You saw the Candyman, but no one in the movie saw Candyman. So they all thought that this girl was doing all these killings. But then they made sequels, and then they ruined that lore. That yeah, the Candyman's real.
0: Well, you might be interested in it because Jordan Peele is, is producing that one. So since you love him, he might, you might check that one out too. You might probably yes, uh,
1: Jordan Peele's. Yeah, he's gonna be producing it. I know his. He's good friends with Jason Blum of Blumhouse, and they're gonna be all involved in it. I think it'll be good. But my again, my issue is the f- fucking title of the movie. Watch, why are you call it Candyman? Man. Call it something else. C- Candyman Reborn. I don't know.
0: Candyman Reborn. <laughs> man, you're, you're getting hot on these uh, on these horror topics, man. Wait, wait till I've got what I've got for you later. Jesus Christ, I was meant to try and warm you up, but bloody hell, you're already there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go through uh, each individual one, but we've got uh, the next set of Purge, which is kind of uh, got the Conjuring. Um, again, I said about Quiet Place. Escape Room 2, uh, a couple of different ones. Last Night in Soho, Morbius and Spiral, which um, is uh, designed to be, especially Spiral, a sadistic mastermind. Unleashes a twisted form oh! of justice, which Chris rocks in, surprisingly.
1: Yeah. When you said Spyro, I thought it meant, like, the purple dragon from the video game. No, not the
0: fucking... <laughs> I they'd
1: make it a horror movie
0: out of that! <laughs> That'd be good! <laughs> S- Spyro, yeah, Spyro the horror movie—he's gonna fucking it, fuck everyone up. Oh, a purple dragon. Uh, no, not not Spyro, but Spyral. Um, Chris
1: Rock's voicing the purple dragon?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's, that's a whole different one um no it's, it's a weird, weird cast actually we have um it's i think it's done from uh um designed from uh, chris roxon he's a detective so is samuel L. jackson too um and it's, meant it's to be-
1: supposed to be like a spin-off
0: it, yeah it's uh, meant to be a soul
1: related it's supposed to be related to the saw franchise yeah it's, it's like a chris rock yeah. he's a huge mark for those movies and i guess he wanted to be part of it <laughs> uh i don't know where they're gonna go with this and they got samuel L. jackson uh I, I guess I don't know. I'm I'm very I'm really over the Saw franchise. I stopped caring after I think the third one, and they made like what seven or eight of them.
0: Yeah, they did that Jigsaw one a couple years ago, or a few years ago, um, which uh but Sparegb- that one was did. okay. Hmm. It,
1: it wasn't the worst, but there were some traps there that I that I thought were clever. Um, I don't know where Spiral going to fit into the franchise. Like what? Like is this like a that something that happens between five and six or is this mm. after everything that happened is this before I I don't know I guess it's I guess we'll just have to wait and see where they go with it you know what, j- rock,
0: what they'll do they'll just do like a spin-off they won't they won't attach it at all that's what they'll do
1: yeah but it's gonna be hard to do a saw movie without the uh the, the guy that does Tobin uh, Bell who does the voice of jigsaw so I'm he might be involved I don't know I mean again we'll just have to wait and see
0: one of the uh one of the films that when i was at school people used to try and like act like they were big and bad was a film they said that they would see um which is uh, a a film called the human centipede you may have uh <laughs> it, heard that and um that was something that all the kids used to try and be like they're bad because they they saw it and um and 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 uh, the, this this is is something that is so fucked up that when I was a kid, it absolutely scarred me. And then they had, like, two or three versions. I'll tell you why it's fucked up, because the bloody Dutch did it, and they're bloody unhinged. So that's probably, for me, one of the most sort of messed up sort of horror films that, you know, the fact of how it could come out of someone's mind. I'm, I'm not even going to explain anything on it, because it's so fucking weird. Uh, what would you say is your sort of your, your biggest sort of weird... Not sort of horror movies you enjoy, but the... Uh, the kind of weirdest, messed up sort of horror-ish film uh, that you could sort of think uh,
1: of. Uh, the film I can think of, uh, like you may it's not made in the US. It was made in, I, I believe, in either Japan or or somewhere, somewhere in the, in Middle East Asia. There was a film called Audition. I came out back in ninety eight. Audition. It was one of the. Uh, uh, yes, it's called Audition. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the, I guess, one of the founding fathers of the whole like torture porn genre you know a movie like uh like hostile or you know those types of films because there's a scene where this girl uh has this guy and the guy's like paralyzed on the floor he can't move and she's taking all these needles and one by one she's sticking it into the guy's like a chest she does it into his face in his eye and they don't hold back because they show you her doing it nice and slowly and it's very uncomfortable
0: wow that, uh, well, well, I, I've just researched that. I, I know why. It's because it's done by the Soska sisters. They're bloody batshit crazy. It's cause it's Canadians again. Them milking a bag. Canadians again, ruining our cinema. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that's something I've uh, I've, I've heard uh, many, many times, and uh, you can tell when certain, especially in Europe, a lot of European countries are are, are very different on how they want to rate it for the age, and also if they want to ban it or not, tend to be a lot of Eastern European countries that tend to ban those kind of things because it tends to be really, you know, out there for for people to to see. But, you know, it's weird and and very, very strange. Um, When when you uh, are on the Chilling the Killin' podcast, when you cover sort of certain topics, especially with horror, is there not going to be like a certain amount of topics you've got to kind of run out with? Would you go and, say, maybe do a a different uh, different kind of genre in cinema to talk about?
1: Well, we do bend the rules when it comes to the horror genre. Like, uh, we'll we'll review movies that aren't necessarily horror, but have like horror elements to it, like a like a dark tone. For example, uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters isn't necessarily a, isn't a horror film. It's a comedy film with horror elements. Uh, I'll give you another example. We recently uh, reviewed Batman Returns. Oh, okay, that's not a horror movie. <laughs> you kind of get the idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's always, as we mentioned about, you know, those those kind of very nationally known um, horror films. We talk about Saw, we talk about Jigsaw, we talk about uh, Halloween and things like that. One thing that I'm getting really sick and tired of is, and it's starting to die down now, because I think people have kind of got the idea, they've got all their, uh, everything they can possibly do, is anything, a video game, a TV show, or a film involving zombies. Like, I'm sick of zombies now. I feel like we've really exhausted that option of zombie this zombie that I mean walking dead I mean Jesus Christ I tell you something they've done well to have that gone the way that it's gone because you know you think well you know you basses run away from the zombies all the time you know eventually you kind of be like you know I can't be arrested anymore just come and get me
1: Yeah it's I mean we're in a phase right now I mean back in the 60s everything was western 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 gunsmoke yeah. good and the bad and the ugly we're just right now we're in a big zombie phase uh yeah, it's dying now. I mean, The Walking Dead, I believe, is on its last season right now. Uh, I heard they're going to do more movies, but the zombie genre is never going to go away. I don't think it ever will. I think the, the zombie phase of everyone doing it is going to die down, but there's always going to be those filmmakers out there that want to tell, that want to do their zombie things, and that's cool. Um, as for uh, doing video game at- adaptations, how many of them actually worked? Uh... That you could say, you know, that was, that was successful. Didn't... I have a guilty pleasure for did the Co- Mortal did Kombat Callers, Did
0: Call of Duty do something like that with zombies or am I thinking or something else?
1: Oh, no. I think... No, no. I know World of War. They did like a spinoff like one of their little downloadable games They have like you can fight zombies. That right, was right,
0: okay.
1: I don't think... No, there's been no Call of Duty adaptation. Live adaptation. Okay. But, uh, as, long, as long as these video games... I mean, video games is, again, it's a big business. It's a bigger business than uh, doing movies.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So if Ho-
1: that's, yeah, so if Hollywood sees a video game series that they... They're banking a lot of money. They're eventually gonna want to do like a live adaptation of it. And I, I feel with some of those games, it can work. Mm. I feel doing a Mortal Kombat movie can work if it's done right, and it's gotta have an R rating.
0: Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's uh, you need you need some kind of some good people in that though to to, to really give that feel that feel of the video game, which you can never get the film back. But they did that in like '95, didn't they? With a the Mortal Kombat uh, in America, I remember it had who did it have in it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they had uh, uh, Christopher Lambert. He was Raiden. He That was a good cast choice. Um, they, had, yeah. they had a good cast, but I would have I just wished that film was more R-rated. That was like P- – they went PG-13 with it. Yeah.
0: So well, I think it, rip, it might have, have, have been
1: Yeah, Yeah, they wanted to make it like a team flick, so no ripping hearts out. Like the best you could do was like maybe a neck twist. And yeah. Like, come on. That's, come on. This is Mortal Kombat. I think Street Fighter.
0: Well, you know, one of the things that, uh, that I find with those ones is once it comes to – once video games have that film adaptation, it kind of kills it because the, oh. the, 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 maybe the group or the fandom, as it were, of the video game stays with that because of it being a video game. And then as soon as it comes to film, everyone goes, oh, I like that because it's been sort of portrayed in a different way to what the video game was. Everyone you wants, mean gets, like Resident Evil? Yeah, yeah, like, like that. And then it kind of kills yeah. it, and everyone's like, yeah, I hate this game, and it was cool, and that wasn't... And, and stuff like that, so that does that happen.
1: Yeah, we uh, we never cover the Resident Evil movies yet. I don't know if we ever will, but I will say, I thought the first one was just okay. I mean, they didn't have any of the characters involved from the video game, and that's okay if this film is supposed to be like a spin-off story. Like, while like, the events are happening from the first game, meanwhile... This is happening over here,
0: mm. and that
1: could be and that could be what this movie's on. And I would have been okay with that, but then they later incorporated all the video game characters into the movies, and there were nothing. And then they did their own story with it, and it sucked.
0: Well, Miller Jokovic's all over that, and uh, they did the final chapter, didn't they, in twenty sixteen, which was the final chapter. Yeah. And then, literally next year, we're having another reboot. I'm like, well, why? Just leave it alone.
1: Did uh, uh, they, they want to get it right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to ma- follow the video game this time! Okay.
0: Uh, too many reboots, too many reboots. So!
1: That, that's the era we live in. Reboots, remakes, sequels, anything that made money for them in the past, they're going to keep recycling that formula because they're afraid of new ideas.
0: There actually is um, a game, I think, coming out, Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil Village, I think it was called, from Capcom. It was going to be yes,
1: a... it's Resident Evil 8,
0: basically. Right, right, yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that was kind of designed for the new consoles once that starts to um come out lord knows what will happen with buddy playstation 5 and xbox with that so jesus christ all right so now it's the time you've all been waiting for baby I'll take my sip of coffee here while i uh take a breath travis sparks yeah, I, was the I finished
1: on my coffee
0: <laughs> you you need you need another one to when we get into this Chavez Sparks was uh, was the head owner of COH. COH was a uh, CAW uh, show that came out. Uh, I mean, how long has COH been going now? Was it five years, ten years?
1: Uh, we started in September of 2011.
0: Okay, so yeah, going on nine, eight, nine, eight, ten years. So, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through from the summer. I'm going to go through it slowly, and you're going to sort of we're going to do each each bit slowly because if not, we'll get confused in the in the sort of you know the timeline. And I don't want you to talk about it all in one. We're going to do it section by section. So around about June, June 25th to be exact, I've got my uh, research to a T, uh, you produced COH Battleground CPV Hell's Palace 2. That was your yes. pay-per-view that you've been working on around the summer. And you did that. You had your cards. You had all your guys on it for the main event. I think you had a Elimination Chamber on that as well. That's what you're b- building to as well. A few other matches on there as well. You do that, that comes out, and uh, well, first of all, how did you think that pay-per-view went in terms of wh- how you created that?
1: Uh, I recently went back to rewatch it after I uh, made it unlisted for you. Uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah.
0: And looking what... back
1: on it, honestly, kind of made me miss. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I missed it, but it was like, oh man, I remember recording, editing that was such a bitch, but I was happy with the final.
0: So that kind of becomes your sort of your, your last, say, sort of say last big kind of event. And uh, shortly after that, you basically make a post saying, I'm done. I'm finished. I want to end, uh, end my stuff. I want to ride into the sunset, as they say, and uh, basically, you know, go away and never come back. You might be around. And uh, you got very much a good outpouring of support from people who may not watch the show religiously or maybe know you in some form, or maybe you've known you in the past, regardless of that had an issue with you or not. And they said good things um, saying how happy they were that you were a part of it or happy with it that people had watched it. Did that kind of make you feel a little bit good? Because, really, especially when you've got people who may be a bit a part of it and also people who may not know you personally, that can sort of say to you that I know we sometimes get lost in the production of making these shows, but at least the show resonated with people and they generally enjoyed it.
1: Yep. Uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking hell. <laughs> Put another coffee on, kid. Jesus Christ. I said... <laughs> I said uh, you had all the people reach out for you uh, with support. And so did that not make you feel good in the outreach of support oh, yeah. you got, especially from people who... You have got that said that the show almost resonated with them in a way, and they enjoyed it through the work you put into it.
1: Oh yeah, I was surprised by the amount of support I got, even from people I haven't talked to in like in years. Like I, like Zane Lafontaine Stewart, he uh, messaged me saying, "Hey, you know, hey man, we, you had a great run." Uh, a lot of my ex uh, ex guys from the roster, uh, the alumni guys, messaged me, you know, thanked me. Hey, you know, it was fun. You know, you did this for a long time. You know, it, it's you know, you're a legend. And uh, it really made me feel good a lot. I was like, wow, like I, I didn't you don't really know until I guess yeah. stopped doing it, how much like this impacted people or how much people, you know, loved you, supported you. They were inspired by you to do it on their own, you know, for them to do it their way, too. And it was pretty freaking cool.
0: Absolutely, and that's the main thing that, that kind of brings you, brings you back to doing it sometimes and also um, makes you kind of realize that all the time you put into it was worth it, especially because you get lost in that post-production that people generally check it out and are happy with it. Now, when, maybe during, before, or after, when had you made the decision that you wanted to stop?
1: Uh, moments, I don't know, it was, that still, it was that same day. The, uh, that afternoon I put the show up and at night I said, fuck this.
0: Okay, so I'm going to ask you the reasons in a moment, but, but one question I want to ask you, which I do see with a lot of people, is a lot of people say, maybe they've been involved in a drama, or maybe they're generally burnt out or fed up. They say, I'm going to quit, I'm going to leave, and that's it. When usually what they really need is a break, because everybody needs a break from this, especially um, when you could do a big recording, when you you know do all that in one go, or editing all in one go, need a bit of a time to, to escape. At this point, do you believe that you were under that impression that you needed a break?
1: Oh, I needed I need an extended break.
0: But that's, that's my point. Um, were you in a position that you needed a break, not that you wanted to end it? Or am I completely wrong on that?
1: Uh, it's 50 50.
0: Okay. So, because. Sorry, go on.
1: No, go ahead. I'll uh, follow
0: up whatever okay. you say. Okay. Well, my, my point was going to be then at that point, then why?
1: Um, I, I just got tired of dealing with a certain circle of people who would always constantly complain and complain, and they just wouldn't shut the hell up and wouldn't let uh, my wouldn't let me tell my story because they all they wanted was execution, execution, climax. They want explosion, 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 but they never wanted me to build up the story to get to that explosion.
0: So, as you, as a sole person creator of COH, were you surrounded by people who? told you how to run it did you actually have people on your almost your team in a way that helped you record coh or did you do everything
1: i did it when it came to recording matches editing i did all that Do the I only know. thing they had to do was just kind of promo
0: so why why are you allowing people to tell you how to run it
1: because for the longest time i felt that if one of them leaves they all leave and if they okay. all leave, they're all going to spread stories about me me being a really bad person. I helped start World War II and the Holocaust and all this shit.
0: So you kind of felt trapped, basically?
1: In a way, yes.
0: So we get to that point there that you decide to uh, with what your reasoning is there. And it kind of sounds a little bit sad, because um, I, I guess I hear your point with, with that if you're surrounded by people. So you're kind of in a difficult position there with that. Um had there ever been any time on your mind to actually go out and decide and have the courage maybe to say, no, I am going to do this. I'm stuck with this, and you're going to deal with my decision, and if you don't like it, go. Or yes, were you, there's, there, or, yeah,
1: there, there were times I've done that too, and uh, they threatened to quit. They would, they would post on call shoot, uh, I, I'm not happy with COH and all this shit. They would vent to everybody else, making it public, trying to make me look like the bad guy, and – and I had to basically deal with that for like over a year.
0: So for them to react like that on your show, why do you think that they, they that that are that so submerged into that show that the decisions that you make almost they take personally?
1: I don't – honestly, I don't have an answer. Yeah. I don't know. either. Either I'm a great fucking booker to the point I got these guys completely <laughs> invested in me to the point if I was to stop doing it, they would all probably kill themselves because this is all they have. And, and this... for a long time I, I wanted to suspend some of these guys just so they could stop taking this shit so damn serious. They took it more serious than I did.
0: Well, that's that's kind of the discussion here in why that particularly is because that is that is unhealthy. and to... it, it,
1: Very unhealthy. It was unhealthy for me. That's why I wanted to stop.
0: So With that being said, especially after the the Battleground CPV came out of Hell's Palace, um, in a sense, is that show basically giving everybody what they wanted?
1: For me, I thought I was giving everyone what they wanted. At least so far to that point in the story, because the story was never completed, and at this point, it's never going to be completed. They were happy, that they were happy. They were pissed that a certain group of guys lost their matches because it's quote-unquote burying them. Right. Even though they don't even know what that word means half the time. They were also very upset that the main event, the wrong guy won. Because nobody was quote-unquote clamoring for him to win.
0: Uh, Is that the Ben Hopkins match? Or is it the Elimination Chamber? No, the Chamber. And the person that won the Elimination Chamber was... Was that Kevin Cross? Or am I wrong? Oh, uh, that's who they wanted to win. Oh, right. Who won? Was it M-Accuracy? M-A-
1: yes. The so story M-A- with right. that. It, yeah, the story with that match is that M-Acc... The whole uh, story behind M-Accuracy came across was that Kevin never beat M-Accuracy one-on-one. Okay. He never, oh, he never pinned him or submitted him cleanly to, beat, to officially beat him. Okay. And it came down to the last two of the match, Kevin and M-Accuracy because M accuracy was kind of playing like mind games with Kevin that he was kind of making fun of him, that he was never able to beat him and since and they were the last two and then what did Kevin Cross got a little cocky with M accuracy and, and guess what quickly M. actually rolled him up got the three count that's why at the end of the match he was pissed off he beat him down and he speared him to, a, to, a, to a, those a chamber a glass a glass door
0: so the plan, sorry go on
1: I'm sorry, and the plan was for, for us to build a, uh, a big one-on-one match at our next C P V, which was supposed to be the Rumble show, and then Kevin finally beats M-Accuracy in a very high-profile match. Not only does he beat him, but he catches the COH World Championship in the process. So when so he finally gets his big revenge.
0: So when M-Accuracy wins that match, you get people saying to you that, what well, that's the wrong decision.
1: Yes, this is bullshit. Why didn't Kevin win? Kevin needs to win this now. He needs to win the belt now. Okay, so let's just say Kevin does win, does pin Emacracy in the match. Now I got no story for the Rumble. Yeah, I can do a rematch with him and M. accuracy, but Kevin already beat him. <laughs> What's the point of doing the match then? It's just, it's just going to be a pointless win-on-one match. It's going to come off just another title defense for Kevin. That's not what I'm telling here. Me, Kevin, and Steve even booked this whole thing out. Kevin didn't complain. He, he said this is going exactly the way I want it to go.
0: So these people that are angry and kind of you know, want that kind of control over you know, what happens in your show, do any of them run their own shows?
1: Uh, one of them does. Uh, let's see. There's AWF. There's DCW, sort of, oh. that kind of comes out with a show whenever they feel like it. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't count uh, ECF because Andrew, of he just follows what they say. He doesn't really think for himself. So my um, my, really
0: my, my point with that though is, is what I'm getting at is if if they're you, you can understand people don't have their own shows they're kind of living vicariously through you they're friends with you they think they can maybe help you with booking and, and kind of get involved say they enjoy it so if they have their own show why would they care what happens on your show? I I don't
1: know if it's, they're just truly invested in my show <laughs> they they but that, really that's, care that's about my, my
0: show. That's my question. I don't mean it's an insult. I'm saying okay, so you know I have my own show, right? No. Let's say I'm helping you with your your COH. So I give you an idea. I may be passionate about the idea. Um, I say, right, I want this guy to go over. Travis, I think it's going to be a great idea. You really, really should consider it. You may say to me, nah, I'm really against it. I don't want it. I may push a little bit and maybe try and persuade you, but I'm not going to persuade you too much because then I've kind of overkilled the idea because I pushed it too hard. So then afterwards I might go, well, at the end of the day, it's his show. It's his decision. If the roles are reversed, I would say to you, this is my decision, that's the way it is because I'm the leader, this is my show. You do the same thing. This is my show, I'm the leader, that's the answer. So what I'm trying to kind of understand here is the, the sort of psychological aspect of why people are living vicariously through your show and taking it personally when they may have their own shows or they don't have any shows or some of them don't even watch the show in the first place.
1: I, I don't know. I I even told I'm gonna say names now. I even told Sean this. Look, I don't go to you and say, Hey, why the fuck are you doing this? I should be doing this. You tell me what I'm gonna do, and I say, Cool. If I have issues with it, then I'll bring it up to you. Hey, man, I don't think you know. I think maybe we could try doing something better. But but if he's super confident that this is the way to go, I say, All right, cool. You know, I'll I'll do the best that I can. I'll try my absolute hearts, my promos, to make this idea of yours work. And if it works out in the end, cool. If not. Oh, well, we'll try again. We'll try something new. I'm not going cl- to insult him and clamor him and call him names just because he doesn't want to do things my way. That's not how this works. You have an idea. There's only one booker. The roster are not the boogers because if everyone was a booker, then everyone would be world champions. That's not how this works.
0: With that being said, when, when, when you eventually said, and we're at the point of you saying um, that you've done, that we're finished, what was their, the the kind of group closest to you? What was their reaction to the fact that you said I'm done, I'm finished?
1: They were they said LOL when I vented to them because they were the reason why I, they were the ultimate reason why I stopped this. Okay, so I had enough of their complaining and the bullshit, because they're they're on the little group chat on Facebook, you know, you know, you know, chat you can like add people and then you know you guys can like talk whatever. They hmm. have their own little chat. I was part of it, and every time I post a show up, they would always vent their issues on that little call. And that little chat. Okay. And then when this show came out, Health Palace, again, they went back to their ways, complaining, complaining. I'm trying to explain myself, but they don't want to listen because all they want to do is bitch, bitch, bitch. To the point, I said to myself, why the fuck am I even still doing this? I've been doing this for nine years. I mm-hmm. already did everything I wanted to do. I, uh, People like me, well, they did until we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> I, I I, did everything I wanted to do with Carl. I don't want to do this anymore. At this point, I'm just a dead corpse it's like you're just you're trying to bring a dead course back to life and that's basically where I was at that point like I COH should have been finished after ultimate glory 4 I should have really wrapped it up there because at least I would have still kept my sanity but I was basically kept doing CUH for these guys and then it's like they don't care or they' they're just not satisfied they want more they want more and more and more they what they still want things to go their way they want me to fire certain people they don't want to work with certain people because they're quote unquote uh, they'll never get over and we'll, we'll get to that in a bit i just i just had enough and then when i told them i had enough they laughed they laughed until i literally went on the facebook and made a public like i'm done and then they were and then they were pissed off because they didn't want it to end because then what are they going to do
0: so let's run down the card very very briefly because there's a few lots of matches on here but i don't want to go through each individual one. so uh josh sniper versus trade gina got malik brown against uh scott mcshannon with the east coast connection versus the brothers of Got Zion Steele versus Tyler Watson, Charles Schultz versus Lewis Rivers, Nitro versus Aether, Sean Mulch versus Ben Hopkins for the uh, COH Pride Championship. You've also got the Elimination Chamber, which we alluded to earlier, the COH Global Championship, Canyon Phoenix, M. Accuracy, Kevin Cross, John Blackhoes, Fisk, and Heretics. So with all those matches there, in terms of the... Uh, I don't know every single outcome. I, I, my research went that depth. But overall, was this your card to kind of say, okay, see ya, close the book, goodbye?
1: Uh, that was not my intention <laughs> when I made that card to say, all right, bye, see ya. That was just my intention again, just uh, as a CBV show. I mean, a lot of these matches are going to have big blow-ups down the line. So this has been almost like a filler. Another match added to that story. That's what that card was. That's what really, that's what that entire card, the only blow match on that card was the, uh, you mentioned Josh Sniper versus, uh, I think it was Michael Miner? Uh,
0: Trey or Jeter. Trey Jeter,
1: yeah, yes. because Trey Junior uh, was on his way out, so uh, he had his last match. Uh, you mentioned Ether. There was an Ether match. There should be a Lewis Rivers match on there. In- yeah, we
0: got Ether, Nitro, um, Lewis Rivers, Charles Schultz.
1: And okay, they were mad that Ether lost. Charles Schultz. Well, no, Ether lost. Lewis Rivers lost, and I feel like there's another match in there. There's
0: match. Zaya Steele and Tyler Watson. Malik Brown and okay, Scott not- Shannon.
1: Not, no, not those two. Uh, they were mad that Ether and Lewis Rivers lost because they were, quote-unquote, buried. And plus, they're from the ECW show, so and they're marks for that. So they feel that their guys should never lose a match, and they should be Superman and win everything and win, 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 win.
0: So one thing we've got to talk about, which uh, I've completely forgot about this until right this moment, what a blast from the past! We've got Sir Sean Mulch versus the Ben Hopkins brand for the uh, COH Global Je- Global Pride Champions. You've got so many goddamn tiles of losing count. And Oh, uh, yeah, five! <laughs> only five. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, again, I was going back and uh, checking out the things. And then I realized, and I completely forgot about this when you asked for one of my guys to be in uh, the post match angle. And, uh, yeah! I, I cannot even remember why the hell we did that in the first place.
1: No, I, I never told you what you were supposed to do. This was before they all decided to hate on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well they always hate on me what do you mean before
1: i don't. i, I remember i woke up one morning and they're like i don't like i don't like that jamco guy I'm like, <coughs> oh, great. What you, I'm like what did he do now i don't remember what they said or i i again i don't remember what, why they don't like you i just remember them all like like just you i'm like am i supposed to dislike him now too <laughs>
0: Everyone's meant to dislike me, so you you should dislike me now. So and and I
1: I would joke. I I remember joking with them, like, so uh, who are we not gonna like the next morning? (laughs) What what am I gonna walk into now? But I remember the plan was that you and Scott were gonna be a tag team, okay, and and you two were supposed to win the belts at the Rumble Show in the ladder match.
0: Okay, it's not my guys. It's it's one of my. It's not me, but um, that sounds good. I uh, I remember that actually. I remember um, because this this was kind of the thing I remember the bathroom at the time. Because you never asked me personally, I think it was Ben Hopkins that says, hey, do you uh, want to come in and uh, do a thing with the guy? I said, sure. And then I remember thinking to myself, why am I not talking to Travis about this? Why am I talking to Ben about it? Like why, why am I not going to the, the, the horse's mouth as were?" Well? But um, did, you, did you get that very often of people kind of making decisions for you? Or was that just happened to be a one-off thing?
1: I, I think when it came to like, like wanting guys to come in and like people will message me suggesting these kind of guys because, again, I work, you know, and when I'm not working, I'm sleeping, and then when I'm not sleeping or working, I'm editing. So I really don't have the – like I never really made my found myself enough time to like go out and try to find people. Yeah. So in some cases, yeah, it was cool that these guys – you know, I was cool that these guys recommended these guys to me, and then I would go out and message them. And then and then they tell me, I, ask, I would always ask them, hey, what shows have you been part of? What have you done? They tell me the shows, I look up the shows on YouTube, and I try to check out some of their stuff.
0: Mm, okay. So, that say, CPV comes to an end, Hell's Palace, that ends, and then the shitstorm happens. So, we all think you're dead and gone, we all think you're dead and buried, and um, that you go into the sunset, and you ride off and never to be seen again. And then uh, I'll I'll take it from my perspective because we'll get your perspective in a moment. I uh, I was doing a podcast with someone I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been um, Trey or Nathaniel, one or the two. And um, somebody says, "Oh my god, you got COHL." We talk about COHL. There's uh, there's no COHL. Oh yeah, there is. And uh, I was like, "Man, I'll check it out later." And uh, I remember seeing the thumbnail. It said uh, "Slam Episode 67." We're not dead yet. So to me, I thought, "Oh, maybe he's changed his mind. Maybe he just needed a break." and uh, well, it was a short break and maybe he's back maybe he's okay and uh, you know I, I put it out of my mind I didn't really think much of it and then you know guy comes back to me and says have you watched the show I said no I will not watched the show he said you've got to watch the show and I was like fine and I, I didn't watch the shows religiously so I wasn't up to date with all the sort of storylines so uh, the show opens up I'm checking it out I think Geoffrey Alberton cuts a promo and then uh, a promo from some guy and then you have the Patriot the Patriot comes out, and uh, I think he's got some little bodyguards or, or something like that. And then uh, Ryan Carroll comes out. He uh, is the internet champion, am I right? Have I got that wrong. Yes, he is the yeah, internet. Right. right, right. So I'm watching it, and um, you know, the match starts. So I think Ryan Carroll goes in for like a, looks like a, a, a sort of strike, and then uh, a Patriot switches him round. Bang! Patriot pins him. One, two, three. Uh, Patriots, you know, in that champion. I was like, oh, right, okay. Patri- I don't know who the Patriots, by the way. So I don't even know who Ryan Counters is either, so I'm not, like, up to date with everyone. And uh, he wins, and I thought, okay, right. So I'm, I'm kind of like, why am I watching this? Like, am, I, am I completely missing something? So continue on. And then I saw a, an advertisement for PCW, a well, progression championship run by uh, Mr. Um, Kevin Cash. And uh, check that out. I was like, hmm, what? I thought those guys didn't like him. Why? Why is that there? I thought, okay. No,
1: they... I was not part of those guys that didn't like him. They didn't like him. Okay. I, well... I, I never had any issues with Cash. He's done things that I don't agree with, and the reason I got rid of him after Ultimate Glory first because he had too much heat on himself. Right, right. Because he was he was supposed to be world champion. Okay. But I remember he had, and I remember he told me he had issues going on with his mother. I, it's been such a long time. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think. She's, it's, it's, it's a weird story, but, um, he, he was having issues going on. So I, I changed things around, uh, cause then Ray, I think, I think Ray or no chronic ended up winning, but I know chronic was not the original idea, but right. then, you know, my issues with Ray happened. So I had to switch things around again. And so then chronic ended up being the guy to beat, uh, cash at the ultimate glory four. Okay. But yeah, I, I never, overall I'm saying I never hated cash. I've always, me and him have always been cool. And they're pissed off that I was cool with them because they wanted me to be part of that hate uh, bandwagon. And I. Yeah, and
0: they yeah.
1: probably thought I was part of it because I never really opened up to them about my, where I sit with Cash. But, well, now they know.
0: Uh, so he wins. Uh, yeah, so we have to... to uh, uh, advertisement forgot. A bit too far back. And then uh, AJ Young comes out. He's a world champ. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, I think Joel Guerrero comes out. I think attacks him. And... Um, it's like, oh, there's going to be a match, there's going to be a match, ding, ding, ding. And a uh, little bit of back and forth, strike back and forth. Uh, Shaw Guerrero gets him into submission. AJ Young taps, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I immediately, the thought pops into my head. Uh, I know what's going on here. And then I was like, Something, uh, something's not quite right here. And then uh, I was like, man,
1: <laughs> who
0: did he piss off? Uh, yeah I,
1: you you and Nate were the only two that picked it up that realized wait a minute and, and was i was just pissed off at someone
0: and I was thinking to myself something's gone down I don't know what it is, but that's that's obviously a not i didn't my first thing wasn't oh my God they're buried my first thing was he's pissed off something's happened and um that that obviously goes on um a couple of promos here and there. And then we get... To, well, actually, before we continue, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something very, very interesting. Uh, there's a couple other matches in there, but, uh, oh, by the way, uh, appearance by my good pal, Al Cabrera. So love, Al Cabrera. Going through a difficult time right now, so love you, Al. Um, and then I want to talk about Sean Guerrero's promo. Um, and the reason I want to talk about this is it's obviously in real time, real person, in uh, on the camera. And when I when I sort of listen to him, I, did I say Shaw Grail, Stephen Guerrero, by the way. I think I said Stephane. Shaw. Oh
1: yeah, yeah I, don't know. <laughs> I, thought, I thought your accent. That was. <laughs> I don't want to be rude.
0: Yeah, I said. I don't know why I said Shaw Guerrero. That's someone completely different. Stephen Guerrero. My apologies. Uh, Stephen Guerrero. He does say um, a promo, being the new champ, and what I was sensing from his promo was a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, and you know, sort of seeing a real kind of, you know, real animosity towards a lot of different people. And I've heard that name brought up many, many times. Don't know the dude. And I was wondering, is he somebody that maybe a group of people, or maybe the group of people you hang out with, tended to put him down quite a lot? Because I have heard people say before, like, oh, he doesn't put any work in. I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. And you can see he has a lot of frustration when I hear his voice, when I hear his tone, when I hear his delivery. So am I right in thinking that he is one of those guys that everybody has said to you, he doesn't deserve this, he's not good enough, blah, blah, blah.
1: By everyone, you mean that group? Yes.
0: Right. So, wh- Why? Because outside
1: is- of them, nobody, nobody else really, nobody else cares about Stefan. Or they don't like. They don't dislike him. These. They probably look at him as just another guy in the roster. The reason they don't like him was because on some, I, I'm assuming one of his podcasts, Stefan does. He made an opinion, or whether that was in a Twitter post or whatever. He made a comment about uh, Tony Storm. I think at the time, a lot of these like uh, leaked news photos were coming out. Of right. these other wrestlers. And Safan basically said, look, you know, if she doesn't want her photos to get leaked, then don't take the picture. Okay. And then that sparked the issue. Well, you know, she could do whatever she wants. And they thought they, they, didn't, like, they didn't like Safan's opinion about that because they felt like, I don't know, they they were just turned off by it. And every, and it's, that seemed to be the moment where they didn't like him. I don't know if he did something else prior or, or they probably don't like his opinions over wrestling, whatever, because they... they tend to get really, like, butt hurt whenever you say something they don't agree with, when it comes to wrestling. Especially the
0: Young Bucks. Oh god, what's about the Young Bucks?
1: They have hard-ons. They have hard-ons. For them. Oh, they
0: love- oh, right, right, okay. Do you like the Young Bucks?
1: So... No, I.
0: You don't like the Young Bucks? Right.
1: No. They, uh, I- I- I've grown sour on them- on them over, I'd say, the past year. Really, since all whole AEW start, started out, I've grown sour on them. I- I did like them at one point. I don't hate them, but they're not, like, the best.
0: Well, so let's let's go on a little bit of a tangent here. So before I continue on with the show, which I will get back to, don't worry. You said about they don't like people who don't agree with them. So why why is it that you have people who, and of course we well, all know this from childhood. You know, if you have someone that doesn't have the same opinion, you agree with it or disagree, and you leave it alone, and maybe you try and work stuff out, or maybe you don't. But you you understand that I have a different opinion. That's that. You know, we can still be friends. We still have maybe some uh, interest together or anything else like that. But why do you believe that, that the core reason of, I don't agree with his opinion, thus that makes him a bad person?
1: I don't know why they feel that way, especially, especially when it comes to politics. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know why they feel like, like your, your opinions have to match mine or else we can't be friends or else you know, things aren't going to work out for you here. I don't know why they feel that way, especially as I mentioned when it comes to politics. I remember they said at one point, because uh, Jake Hager is obviously a Republican. I remember yeah. on Twitter a while back he argued, I think, with some teenager over, uh, I think, global warming. Okay. And and they were like, they're like, oh my God, AW should fire this guy. And he's he's a Republican, you know, who thinks You're like right. this. And I'm like, so so the guy should lose his job. Because his political views are different from yours. Not saying I think his opinions are right, because I think the guy's an idiot too. But I don't think he should lose his job over it. That's not—that's not how this works. Whether it be over uh, uh, politics, global warming, religion, you don't mm. fire people or you know over those kinds of issues. It's one thing if he actually insulted you and you felt you know, and he says something bad about you. I could stand you know pulling the plug on him. Fine.
0: Well, that's but, a difficult. Like, what? that's a difficult conversation because then you actually eat into the, the, the idea of discrimination because even, and yes, I know, you know, the politics bubble is a compl- complicated, you know, toxic thing. And regardless, if you don't like the opinions, you know, if, if somebody did that to you, that'd be discrimination on your part, but because you feel so strongly about it, you believe that you're right, but they also feel strongly and believe that they're right. So if you go down that route, you're putting discrimination there just as much as you're taking it. So not really smart on, on that level, and thus, you know, you're kind of putting yourself in a boat of this this idea that we can't have an argument, that we can't have a conversation. And to be honest with you, you know, looking at America as a whole now, that's kind of the way it's going. And I can't have a conversation with you because you're fake news. I can't have a conversation with you because blah blah blah. When that is kind of what we're kind of entitled to do as as human beings. So I don't really think that's works by almost cancel culture, if you want to call it cancel. The the people who don't agree with me because I believe that I'm right. Well, someone on the other flip side of that's going to think exactly the same, but they believe that they're right. You can be so passionate about your yeah. opinion, it doesn't mean that it is gospel.
1: Exactly. I mean, just recently, um, Letitia Wright from uh, Black Panther. I mean, she's she uh, left social media because uh, she's had uh, having uh, questions. She started questioning about the whole vaccine. Uh, thing that's supposed to be coming out, I believe, in late spring, early summer next year, some sometime in 2021, and people lost their freaking minds. And this, and the internet, they started calling her the c-word, saying that she should be blackballed, blacklisted, recast her of Black Panther two, cancel Black Panther two, and all, and all this unnecessary drama. I mean, yeah. they never really even gave her a chance for her to give her opinion. I mean, she basically said, like, what if, you know. What if there's a long-lasting effect if we take these vaccines? You know, what what's the long-term effect going to do to our bodies? Hell, is this vaccine even going to work?
0: Yeah. Do you think maybe that they take things too personally? Yes! <laughs> wow, all right, fucking hell, that was a resulting guess. They're,
1: they're per, they're, the way, their way of doing things is why I left.
0: Well, let's get back to the, uh, let's get back to episode 67, uh, the uh
1: but yeah, I'm gonna get back to the Stefan real quick. But anyway, okay. all, all because of that, that Tony Storm thing, they never liked Stefan. They started making fun of the guy's gimmicks, saying that he's a MMA Conor McGregor ripoff or oh, whatever. So what? You're gonna be inspired. Why does that bother you? You're gonna be inspired by someone. Everyone copies something. I mean, look at my name, COH. Where did I get that from?
0: ECW? <laughs> Uh, we uh, we have a couple of latches got uh, the old Mikey Truth and Shane Ashen versus uh, two other guys and as we move a little bit on that's kind of the gist of it you see uh, I think it's TJ Kennedy he also faces uh, Sean Guerrero stop saying Sean Guerrero fuck's sake <laughs> I, sorry uh, Sean Guerrero but it is Stefan Guerrero um, towards the end and then that's the end of it so that gets posted yeah. That goes up to the masses and the floodgates open. Uh, I can imagine that you got some or bags and bags of abuse.
1: Yeah, I, oh my God. I remember because that show took me like two months to make. I usually get a head start making my shows like uh, three other shows before then, like while I'm making, like while I'm recording or, or, or putting Battleground, I don't know, 62 together. I could also be recording another match for the upcoming CBV, which is like three shows away. So, overall, that show took me like two months to make. Right. I remember during that break, I was so happy. Yeah. Because I wasn't dealing with anyone. I wasn't dealing with any drama or any bullshit revolving around the show. Everything was just quiet. And around that time, that's when I started doing the Chill to Kill podcast more often. And I remember saying to myself, I have way more fun doing this podcast than I do with my own show. I would be more committed to this podcast if I didn't have COH. And then that's when I started having thoughts of maybe I should just pull the plug on the wage because when I first started COH, I made a promise to myself that I will never let this stress me out. I want to do this out of, it's a hobby for me. And I did this because it's a lot of fun and, you know, recording call at one point for me, was like the best thing happening going for me. Yeah, and then it's like this thing that I love doing started to become something I hated doing. I started hating recording. I remember when I got days off work, I'm like, "Oh fuck, I gotta record and edit this show together." Yeah, and that's because, and that's what it became to because of basically the wrong people got involved, mm-hmm. or the people that were involved got too got too much power, and their ego boost really started kicking in. I don't want to work with this guy. I don't want to do this. Because they always knew I had high hopes on Stefan. because I always liked Stefan Guerrero. Mm. Even back to when, uh, when I had a first meeting with one of my top, original top guys, Justin Bateman. He even said, I think this guy could be a future world champion one day. And I, and, and other people on the roster also said that they liked Stefan, including another former world champion of mine, Alex, who, who loved working with Stefan. Well, I don't know. if he, I can't remember if they ever worked together, but I remember him seeing his promo and saying, damn, this guy is good. So, and and deep down, I I wanted to make him a world champion. I knew that day was eventually going to come. And if that day was going to come, they were all going to be pissed off because they all said, if this guy ever wins because a world champion, I quit. So, basically, I have to sabotage someone just so you can have a smile on your face. Because Stefan was not the only guy they didn't like. They didn't like GMR. They didn't like Jeffrey Albritton. I remember I brought up the idea to Carol. Hey, I think, you know, I would like to have GMR have a run with the belt. Are you kidding me? He's a joke. You always laugh at his promos. Why can't I work with Bobby Mitchell? I was fine with Bobby Mitchell, and I was going to do the Bobby Mitchell uh, plan. But the thing is, Bobby Mitchell just came in. He hasn't even had his cup of coffee. He just got out of bed. He didn't have his cup of coffee yet. Mm -hmm. GMR has been here for like four years, busting his ass. He just won a big feud over the Patriots, who's a former world champion. I want him to at least get, oh, I don't know, a three-month run with the internet title because I felt he deserved it. He worked very hard for it, and he doesn't bitch. It has ever caused me any issues. He's a great guy to have on your roster. Is he The Rock? Is he Stone Cold? No, but he's an excellent mid carter and you can build on that. You can work with him. So maybe one day he might become that guy, but they didn't want that. Kale felt like his spot was being threatened. So he suggested this other guy because he felt, well, you know, I I will still look strong losing to this guy, then to lose this guy. I even said, okay, so then we could do a three-way where uh, you don't even get pinned, or we could do a multi-man mat or a four-way where you don't get pinned to lose the belt. And he said, no, 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 no. It's got to be Bobby Mitchell. It's got to be one-on-one. I got to lose to him cleanly. And then I move on to uh, uh, the world title scene. I mean, again, that wasn't the worst idea, but I would prefer the GMR. And then Bobby Mitchell could always beat GMR after he defeats – because. He, after he defeats Carol. We can even do an angle where he screws Carol in a title match with GMR, and GMR gets the accidental lucky win over Carol. So Carol kind of looks strong, but the re- Carol looks strong, but the reason he lost was because this other guy had to get involved. Otherwise, he probably he would have retained this title. What's wrong with that?
0: <sighs> you know, uh, this is the uh, FWZ therapy Had session.
1: enough had <laughs> had I not had I not GMR... Because I know GMR always wanted to face Brandon Wolf, So I gave him uh, his match with Brandon Wolf. Because had it not been Patriot, it would have been GMR in that spot winning the internet title.
0: This is uh, FWZ Therapy with uh, me, the Jamco. Travis is getting a lot of frustration now. But uh, you, you feel good, soon, don't you? Yeah.
1: I do, because no, this guy, come. I've been holding this in since uh, uh, this slam episode went up. As for Jeffrey
0: Albright, Oh, fucking hell, I haven't even finished yet. <laughs>
1: I didn't, I didn't have a long term plan with him yet for Jeffrey, but I had like a, a basic idea of what I was going to do with them for the time being. I remember them ranting to me saying, So, uh, what are you going to do with Jeffrey O'Brien why, why is he still here? He can't be a world champion. No one's going to take him serious. And it, they, they just do everything in their power just to keep all these guys down. Like, uh, I, and to the point, I, I, Carol's like one of the worst guys I've ever worked with. I hated working with him. He just, he always, he was always hot headed. He always talked shit behind my back. I heard him talk shit about me one of the nights on Discord when I fell. Everyone knows, like, if I'm on a Discord chat late at night, I tend to fall asleep. (laughs) 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 But the thing is, when I fall asleep, I never leave the call. I'm still there, I'm just asleep. So as I'm sleeping, I can sometimes hear them talking. And I remember hearing Carol say, I don't trust Travis. And that always, and I remember, I always kept that in the back of my mind. Like, wow, this motherfucker doesn't even trust me, but yet he wants all these opportunities. He doesn't, he's basically talking shit behind my back. And he does, and he thinks that I don't know that. And I brought that up to him when, um, uh, when that slam show happened and he tried to deny it. So, where were we?
0: Oh, <laughs> I, I know I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take the reins on this but i bet you feel good travis it's healthy it's good for you to do so like this oh i feel i feel fantastic you feel fantastic you're gonna feel great after this with this show with this episode in terms of this had you done this before the pay-per-view or after it um i
1: had the whole show i had like 80 percent of the show recorded ready uh when i posted uh the cpv up like so, the GMR Brandon wolf, the Brandon wolf match was already recorded basically everything besides those two squash matches was already recorded those two squash matches was last minute
0: So with that being and said there's
1: a, and there's a story behind that
0: Well that's what I'm, I'm getting to in terms of uh, obviously that's the, the two things that, that people you know that stands out with people on the show what, why did you do that why did you decide to, to sort of portray that show like that?
1: Well, when the uh, Hell's Palace show went up and they were very uh, – they were venting to me and ranting and being all pissed off about how, how the show went, went, went about, uh, AJ removed me as a friend off Facebook. And, and that quite shocked me. I was like, really? You're that pissed off over something that didn't even involve you? You're not even on this brand. Why are you so pissed off over this? But anyway, he removed – removed. removed. Revolt, <laughs> removed me. You can do it, buddy. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> he removed me, went on the call, shoot page, and basically put, I'm done. So basically, he put in his notice, and, and he's my world champion, and he quit. Not only did he do that, J Croc also did that. He did the same thing. So, you know, at this point, I figured, you know what? They don't want to be my friends anymore, and that's fine because now I'm going to cut them off too. And I, I, I and they were still friends with me, what, except AJ and I removed all those guys because I was done with their bullshit. I was done with their drama. I didn't want to be part of them anymore.
0: So just to stop you there, that you saying about them removing your friends of Facebook and things like that, off over what the fact that uh, M Accuracy won the um, elimination chamber or something. Yeah, else. yeah, they
1: they they were yeah AJ removed because of because uh, the wrong guy won on the CPV that didn't even involve him,
0: right. He right. removed
1: me over over a video game show.
0: Man, this all just sounds unhealthy. Like like seriously, like Jesus Christ! Everyone relax. I mean, bloody hell! I, I mean, you know, people can criticize me for this, and, and trust me, I know they will. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, regardless if something goes wrong or something goes right, just freaking chill out over over this. I mean. I always remember AJ Marber said to me uh, a couple of days ago when we were talking, he's like, there's more bullshit in this than professional wrestling and professional wrestling, about <laughs> getting over and, uh, and, and money and pushes and all these kind of things, career. And, you know, he was a referee in some of the territories. He's a, a referee for where he lives. And that's, that seems to be something quite, quite frequent. So of course, this was basically your retaliation then the show.
1: Yeah. But there was, yeah, there's a little more to it than that. Um, uh, A.J. removed me, and I removed all these guys. Uh, Carol – I know, no. I removed Carol sooner. I didn't remove him at that moment. There was a couple days went by before I decided to remove him because I didn't. I wanted nothing to do with him either. And, and I made that post that I'm closing shop. And over the next few days, Carol tried messaging me with, like, heart emojis and saying, uh, you know, we're worried about you. We love you and all this bullshit. He's only doing this just to save his spot. And I'm, and I'm saying, so why the fuck is this guy Keep messaging me, he knows I don't want nothing to do with him He knows he's the reason, him and his friends Are the reason I stopped doing all this So don't try to act all sorry and try to play The sympathy game just to win me back Because let's just say I come back what's, Then what's supposed to happen Is everything supposed to go back to normal Am I supposed to uh, open shop again And everybody's supposed to keep their spots Like nothing ever happened, no I, we, Carol kept messaging me And then I removed him And then he's like, why did you remove me I basically told him I want nothing to do with you. Blah, 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 blah. And then meaning we started going back and forth over the message forth you wanted me to join back to the group page and we go all talk. And I said, no, I'm never going back to that fucking page again. So don't even waste your time. And then I and then I ignored him because we're just gonna argue back and forth and we're not gonna get anywhere. And let's just say I was to open shop again. The first thing I'm gonna do is fire him. I'm gonna fire him, and I'm gonna fire Jay.
0: So with that show, and then we're going to and then oh, sorry, <laughs> no go And
1: on. then we're going to be right back to square one because if I was to fire one of them, then they're all going to leave. So, so it's a lose-lose situation.
0: Here's uh here's something I've been thinking over this uh, over this conversation with you, and this is you know hear me out in terms of the uh, situation that I uh, proposed to you here. So you go and you this 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 group is uh well getting on your nerves, quite frankly. They're always dictating these things. They're they're always getting in the way and they're kind of ruining that, that fun for you. You said that story about getting up and you feeling, oh, I've got to do this show. I've got to record it. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for other people. So I know you said you didn't want to almost rock the boat as such because you didn't want one person to leave, but then they all leave. But in a way, wouldn't that have been the best case scenario that they all leave? Because then you could maybe work with different people Maybe more exciting characters, maybe unique characters. You can give the show a bit of a facelift. You wouldn't. It'll would probably be healthier for your mental health in terms of not having to go through all that crap, all that t- shit, or every day, every whatever it is, and uh, give it a bit of a, a facelift. Because you know, not you know, not to be horrible here, but you know, the characters on your show, apart from a few, you know, they're all right. They're not the greatest goddamn thing since Dwayne Johnson, and they're not terrible either. But they're all right. They're not. They're not characters where you need to think, I need I can't lose these guys because they are great. Some of them are just face customizations. I'm not, you know, criticizing people's CAWs and all that stuff and you know, regardless of face templates, all this nonsense. But they're not a great, you know, huge, larger-than-life, you know, characters. So for yourself, kind of would have made it all beneficial for you in kind of you know, cutting off those negative ties and bringing in new people, and maybe it would have given you some excitement because you wouldn't have had to deal with the crap, and then you could have dealt with new people and have decisions without any almost repercussions from the people that you surround yourself with.
1: Yeah, but you see, here's the problem with that: all those guys are are in big, prominent roles on the show, yeah. and on top of that, outside of COH, they're all in very high spots. Sean runs Call All Stars, so let's just say I was to fire them. Do you know what they're going to do? They're going to say, don't go to COH. This guy's a piece of shit. He's a liar. He's a Nazi. He, 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 he pulled the plug on all of us. He's going to do the same thing to all you guys. And, and if they leave, they're going to, they get, like as I mentioned, they're going to say that to all these other guys. And all the low-tier cars are going to probably end up leaving too.
0: But, and that, that's my point. So, yeah, you take that criticism. And I've heard that many, many times. But my point is, quite bluntly, who cares? Okay, you don't get a spot on this flipping show with everybody else it doesn't matter because the matter of fact is you would have gone back to enjoying doing this again with new people and would it have really have mattered if you'd not been on one show that that happens once a bloody year it would i understand that people in that sort of circle look at that as like their high-end the place they want to be and i understand that but you know if there's one thing i've learned about this podcast and all the people that i've talk to there are so many groups out there there are so many groups so many communities and they do some fantastic work and they do some real great presentation and they do great stories and they're great people and so unique that comparing it there is no comparison because people are putting on some great stuff so my point to you would have been that regardless if you had feared that you would not have been on that show you would have been overall better for it in terms of happier and enjoyed it again
1: Yeah, I mentioned, you mentioned, uh, you know, like, who cares? You know, all that, everything you just said, finally dawned on me Mm. after I put in my pink slip for call. Right. Because that's that's when I finally realized myself, like, who cares?
0: Mm.
1: You you know, you're happy. All this weight is now off your shoulders. And now it's like, for the first time in a long time, I felt at peace with myself. I felt, I could smile. So. And, And, and. and to continue back to the uh, the Carroll stuff, after we had our, at our we were talking, we had our issue, and basically again, we just we both went our separate ways because I, I as I mentioned, I'm not going to talk to this guy because it's just going to get ugly and uglier, and then we're not going to get anywhere. AJ messaged me and said, "I can't believe you removed Ryan Carroll. He's your friend. He did all this for you. As of this is going to be my last message I'm ever going to send you, and then I'm going to block you. Never want to hear from you again." And that's what he did. He blo- uh, AJ blocked me. Not, and one thing they don't know is that AJ was the very first person who removed me, and I removed everybody else because he removed me. <laughs> he, drew, he drew first blood! And then, when I said all that, that's when I was pissed off. I said, you know what? I'm going to release a slam episode. I'm going <laughs> mm-hmm. to take off two matches from what was, what was supposed to be on the card and put in these two squash matches instead. Going into the CPV, I remember M-Acreson telling me, you know everyone's going to hate you for this. I said, I'm prepared. I'm ready for it because at this point, I don't care anymore. I'm done. And I know, I know everyone. Yeah, everyone's going to hate me for this. They're going to be very disappointed in me, but I don't regret what I did. I think it was the best thing for me. Uh, the only people I feel bad for is uh, the roster. But then again, I knew the Raw suit <clears> would be okay because they're all part of other shows. Right. So it was, it was like, it was see, which was like the only destination for them. But I felt bad for some guys. Rockstone, I don't think he's ever going to get his big break. I don't think everyone's ever going to. I mean, I know he won world title on other shows, so I, in a way, I guess he did get his big break. Uh, but just some other guys, I know they're never going to take a chance on. They're never going to uh, roll the dice with them because they're not part of their clique or their, their elite little circle. And because I felt like I was pushing a lot of these guys to uh, an extent that I know the other shows would never push them. They would never give them that spot. So I felt bad for them. Is this the way I want it to go out? Of course not. I wanted to make it ultimate glory. I knew I wasn't going to make it ultimate glory. I wanted the uh, ultimate glory show to be the big farewell because I did hint to the guys like after ultimate glory, I'm going to be done. Of course, some of them were pissed off because they don't want me to quit because... Again, like, they took this so serious to the point they never wanted it to end. All good things must come to an end.
0: All good things must come to an end.
1: I was tired. I was exhausted. I didn't want to keep doing this forever. And plus, a lot of things in my personal life were uh, picking up, and I had to give uh, more time to that instead of doing this. I mean, you know? I mean, when I started COH, I was just a teenager. I'm in my late 20s now. I i don't have time to argue i'm getting too old for this shit mm-hmm. i i barely had the time to watch the other shows i was a part of i i remember telling sean o'connor he's a great guy by the way i'm pretty yeah. sure i'm gonna do name association at the end but.
0: <laughs> oh god
1: I, i'll get it. I'll I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll elaborate to more of those guys a bit, uh yeah.
0: i was i was gonna say i um a oh, good 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 old pals adam and um I was uh, talking to him because I'm tr- I'm trying to remember what happened because I was a part of that last call stars with that fucking bloody rumble and then um, we went. Oh asleep.
1: yeah, that's tough. What oh. on that?
0: Um, dude, what do you, what do you mean your opinions? Like you're you gonna shit on it, aren't you? You're gonna shit on my work, you sumbitch. bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw the last. wine did see it all, but that, there's another story about that with uh, the the comment section on Call Austin.
0: Oh, p- please, please do.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, Woo-hoo.
0: you fucking might as well.
1: Well, Call All Stars, the last event, was live on YouTube. So, I figured, all right, no, i know. not. Oh, yeah, I,
0: sh- I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember that, you little rat bastard. I remember what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember, I, yeah, know, I thought you talked about something you, else.
1: Yeah, you. so you know about the comment section. But for those that don't know, uh, Call All Stars was doing a live stream on YouTube. I came in and joined the comment section. I said, you know, all right. I, I said something. I didn't say nothing. I didn't, I didn't bash anyone on the comment thread they started bashing me i said something and then first thing i was like what's he doing here and i'm saying to myself i was booked on the show you dipshit. that's why i'm here and they didn't want me here then take me off the card i don't care and then i remember
0: this was but this is what my next point was which was leading into this so i i did that rumble stuff and then we we went our separate ways but when i went back to see what the reception was of the show of the the match that i did um one of the things because i think it might have been on that same show you were going to be against Sean O'Connor, and I, because I, because I talked to Adam personally, probably like you do. I knew that was when he was going to put a speech and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm heading off. So I'm thinking to myself, well, hang on a second. He's going to supposedly lose. He's going to, you know, quote unquote retire. Travis is supposed to be meant to keep the title. You've obviously had this happen, and they're obviously angry. So I'm like, well, how are they going to do this? And I did find it bizarre that they didn't change the, the, the match ending like it kept the same. Do you not find that a bit strange that they kind of let, let you have that if they didn't like you that much?
1: Uh, no, And no, Sean, I mean, sometimes Sean would be a bit lazy, so I knew he wasn't going to go back and change everything. He had a curfew, so he had to get it in a certain time. So uh, right, right. I'm not surprised that I won, but it is what it is. Uh, I don't think Adam knew, well, I mean, maybe he later found out that that was going to also be my last match at Call All Stars as well. I didn't see the match or his promo at the end live. I had to wait till, uh the show went up to watch it. Yeah. And then me and, Adam, we, me and Adam, we talked. I was always cool with Sean Conner. I mean, we never really had any issues.
0: Yeah, he's... He professional
1: uh, you know, with me. I was professional you know, with him.
0: He, was, he is a cool dude, apart from uh, milk in bags. I, I don't agree with that. I still don't agree with that. Travis thinks it's an absolute goddamn disgrace putting milks in bags.
1: <laughs> milks in bags?
0: Yeah, they put milks in bags!
1: Wait, wait, you mean like you open the milk and you put it oh, brother, in a I'm, bag? Oh,
0: brother, I'm about to shoot, brother. Let me tell you. So, you probably, have an, what? you probably have milk in cartons, right? We have milk in bottles. Great for recycling. Yeah, Th- this cartons, this plastic sumbitch, bottles. This bit shows, been... shows me his fridge. And in the fridge is a bag. And in that bag is milk. And then I went to Mick McMichael and said, you bitch? do you have milk in bags over there? And he said, yeah, yeah, I've got milk in bags. I went, are you for real? You know what I put in bags? Food, groceries, objects. I put milk in my bag.
1: A bag in a, in a plastic carton? C- that container, that's why you still put that in bags.
0: Well, I was kind of like, well, hang on a minute. How do you, like, what would happen if you burst it? Like, surely that'd be difficult to, like, carry, you know, you put, like, goldfish in those kind of bags, you know what I mean? Like Those kind of like bags. And uh Exactly. I was like, wouldn't you get worried? It would, like, get cut or something, but it's, it's a weird thing, but, hey, eh, you learned something new.
1: That's like putting cereal on a frying pan.
0: Well, I mean, if you had no plates left, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do with that one i mean I, I, don't, I, 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 I don't i never i never run into that situation <laughs> I, I never i'm not gonna envy anyone on that one the, the milk of the bag maybe you know you, you got no plates left yeah fuck it why not um so back to uh back to the stuff so yeah you, that show gets released you get some abuse and you basically go on your way so i know you probably distance yourself from everyone and everything and um so, so, really, how do you feel now with, with everything that happened? I know you've had some time to sort of re- reflect and recollect with everything. Um, you know, wh- where's your mental state now? Like, how are you doing? What, what you know, how are you feeling is, is the best question, really?
1: Well, um, when that show got released, a lot of people uh, messaged me their frustration with how that went down. Some of them, a lot of them have removed me, a lot of them have blocked me. Uh, it is what it is. I, you know, looking back at it, I'm still happy. I'm still satisfied with what I did because now uh, mentally I'm happy. I don't mm. have to worry about this anymore. I don't have to deal with all the drama and all the bullshit with these people anymore. I did meet some cool people out of this. It's unfortunate, you know, it, You know that situation happened and they kind of like cut ties with me. Uh I mean, I, I wasn't I'm, I'm I wasn't really close to them, but you know, I did meet some cool people. Still friends with some people to this day from Ca. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's I think I covered it.
0: I think the the the, the number one question here is, and, and we see this in a lot of hobbies, and we see this in a lot of interests. We see uh, a particular group or uh, a, a few individuals that tend to I, I don't want to say ruin the hobby, but tend to ruin it for other people because they try to push their opinion to everybody they try to kind of sway the opinion of everybody and we see that in kind of many different hobbies uh talking to a guy who does you know online um, machinima for you know different things online and there's always a group that is kind of causing the issue or, or causing drama and it's, and it's nothing to do with you know you don't want to have that hobby painted with that brush of oh it's all bullshit it's all bullshit. which you could say with this but i think you know with, with the different people that i've interviewed like i mentioned earlier and also all the people that i've met you know it's been nothing but a sweet you know ride with we're talking to them and hanging out and everything else like that you know when people say oh cause just full of drama and i think well really it's not full of drama it's just that it happens to always come back to one group and regardless if it's different individuals it comes back to the same group and what i mean by that i don't mean stuff going on with uh, those guys individually within their own group with each other like you and them i'm talking about you know Going out of your way to question why somebody thinks the way that they do, going ask, you know, fucking, you know, the the, the pair of trousers that they put on the freaking morning, you know, feeling the need to go after people to almost feel like you need to set the record straight, and and that's my point by saying instead of saying CAW is full of uh, full of full of drama when really it's always a group in any interest in any hobby that tends to ruin it for everybody else because they feel that they are they're putting themselves on some sort of hierarchy system that they are the, the green of the crop, as a man used to say and feel that their what their what their rules are, how they think think things should go is is the way that it should be. So with you being in that group, would you say that those kind of ways that the group tended to think rubbed off on you? Uh,
1: in a way, yes, because I mean You know, there is a lot of drama and call, and it ain't coming from the Vivian verse. That that you know, those people are once upon a time. I mean, this group now, I mean, they're the new Vivian verse.
0: Well, the old expression says, "You are what you hate."
1: You are what you hate. You know, people said, "Oh, you're like David from YTW." I'm like, no, David left. I mean, I'm I'm leaving too. I mean, that in that aspect of, I'm like David. Yeah, he left, (laughs) but. (sighs)
0: Let's do I some uh help. let's do some quick fire questions here for you. This is w oriented. Ahead. Um how many people do you think get uh, talked about in the quote unquote core shoot?
1: How many people get talked about?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh as of right now I'm not sure because I'm pretty sure I was like number 1 on that list. <laughs> <laughs> So outside of me, I'm not sure who else they dislike because I've been out of, out of the loop since uh, my departure uh, a few months ago. So,
0: In the CAW shoot page, who is the number one poster?
1: The number one post? Uh, poster. Poster. Like the poster boy for the group?
0: Oh, no, I meant like the, the most frequent poster on there. The person who posts on there the most.
1: I don't know. I couldn't tell you because I, I haven't been on that. I Maybe I should tell you this part. After uh, Slam went up, I left all call groups.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: I left all. I left all discords. I even left the COH group page, that I started. I'm not part of that anymore. So I am completely, literally out of the loop. I'm out.
0: He's out. But then the Jamco came a in and dragged you right back in, brother.
1: Just when I thought I was out, Jamco pulls me back in.
0: So but th- well, actually, you are. So it's your fault, technically. But anyway yeah right. um what was my next question is c o h ever going to come back the million dollar question see before you answer let me let me let me kind of elaborate to my earlier point earlier you've got a bad taste in your mouth because of the people that you associate yourself with, but you would be surprised on how enjoyable something could be if you surround yourself with positive people if you surround yourself with people who just want to enjoy it for the sake of it, so you know yeah you could put some some things on, and you might get, this, oh, this is back, blah, 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 blah. But what you're doing is you're going back to why you did it in the first place. Uh, and some people can forget that because of all the stuff that's been involved in. Maybe they're burnt out. And this isn't just drama, this is just being burnt out in general. Uh, you might watch, and this happens more often, people watch other people's shows that they've never seen before. They went, man, that's so awesome. Man, that makes me want to do it again. Um, and if you, if you do that, maybe you might enjoy it again. You might still have the bad taste in your mouth of what happened. But I generally believe if you did want it to do it again, if you surrounded yourself with people um, who, you know, are just there to hang out, maybe it might actually reinstate your love for this once again, rather than that, that kind of eager of, well, this went down and this happened, and just do almost like a a full facelift. Because then it can get the old creative juices flowing again, working with completely different people.
1: You know, um,.
0: I'm not persuading you by uh, the way. I was just like putting
1: no, no. that out. Well no no no. I'm just gonna answer, give my best answer answer that question the best way I can. Um when I when that slam episode came out, not everything I got was all backlash. I did get some good out of it. From certain people who I may not have been on the best of terms with come up to me and say, you know, uh we have your support. Mm. You know, we may have not always been, we, we, we may not have always seen eye to eye and everything. I'm not going to say any names who they were, but you know, overall we've always, you know, I've always liked you, I guess, deep down somewhere. And he said, if you ever want to be involved in my show, whether it be on commentary or editing, you know, let me know. And, and I got that from a few people. They look kind of like, wanted me to be like a silent partner in a way, or, you know, like a silent contributor. Um, I, I appreciate that guys. I really do. Uh, You know, I appreciate all that support, but, uh, I truly think that this part of my life is over. I
0: don't see myself. That's not the answer that I want. You were the chosen one. <laughs> why it's all good you know uh like you said all good things come to an end and uh you know you should look over your uh your your time and and think positively even though i know it's hard to look back and think negatively um where are all of the coh videos in the old archives and will we ever see them again
1: uh i noticed on my discord sean says something that i'm a liar because i said in my post i would keep all the video videos up for everyone to see uh, technically they are still up. They're just not available for everyone to see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking
1: he calls. He calls me a liar, but yet he says we need to make call great again. Well, last time I checked, call has not been great.
0: Please tell me that that wasn't a lie.
1: Yeah, he used that as a uh, commercial campaign, I think like last year or, or like two years ago. So who's a liar now? Will they ever be up again? Yeah, under uh, two conditions. Well, under one, depending on which one comes first. Every Oh, this is going to be good. So if you want to make call great again, well, let's put that to the test. All the people that messaged me, all the negative shit over that slam episode, you all got to message me again apologizing. It's just a simple I'm sorry. And I would be okay with that. That's fine. You don't need to like, type me up a life story. Just say, I'm sorry i agree with what you did, but I'm sorry for what I, I guess, what I said. Just a simple, I'm sorry. And that comes from everyone that messaged me. I'll get you a full list soon. Okay. Oh, that includes Sean, that includes Carol, that includes everyone that blocked me. Well, now you gotta unblock me.
0: Yeah, good, good luck with that kid.
1: And yeah, I don't see that ever happening, so... Uh... <laughs> I guess it's gonna be gone for a long time. But the main reason I did that... I was only going to put him under privacy just for one week to see how people would react and then I was going to put it back up. But I got a mess. I sent you this. I got a message from Sean. Call me a a fucking pussy? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That was funny. In, so, cer-
0: um, in in terms of the and I can imagine you probably got a lot of abuse from, you know, you know those guys and, and maybe others. But there wasn't any abuse, though, that kind of, you know, goes a little bit like, you know, if you if you um, if you take it personally and that's the way you're going to be, then you're just weird and, and whatever. But we, we all know that anyway. But if there's any abuse that you suffered that has been, you know, maybe over the line, then that should be something that you should you know call out because they just do do the bloody same thing to you.
1: Yeah, thank you. This is just I don't want to leave my shows up. Just for call all stars, use my footage uh, to like benefit their storylines. Speaking of storylines, all the stories they're basically doing for call all stars is basically what I didn't do, or why I, what I didn't get a chance to do. It just it's just—it feels like call all stars has become a glorified COH show with the with with the way the last one ended. I can see why. Well, I can see why there's a VWU. Wow,
0: that should be the line of the year. That. Okay. Oh, well, actually, last question. Who is the uh, – well, what platform is the best uh, podcast host?
1: Uh, right now, well, I would always say Spotify. I know we've no, recently gone to so- Anchor.
0: Sh- you're supposed to say Anchor. They sponsor us now.
1: Oh. That. Uh, we're on Anchor for Chillicent Podcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can donate $1 to Patreon. You get uh, my exclusive podcast, Fractured Skulls, I do with M. Accuracy. Uh, we talk about movies daily. I gotta, I gotta put up Nightmare before Christmas. I was actually in the middle of editing that while uh, before you called me.
0: Okay, well, so well, I'm a, sorry. I'm,
1: so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a busy guy. I still, you know, I never wanted to give up editing. I still want to edit something. So I think, I think this is a nice alternative for me.
0: So he, here's, here's the next, here's the next question here. So usually at the end of each of these podcasts, if we're especially doing an episode on CAW, if we do it with someone who's outside of CAW, we do uh, something else. I usually ask you who's the most overrated and who's the most underrated. Now, you've obviously already been on and You've already answered that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what you said on the last one in February. And I'm going to see if you still agree and if your mind has changed. See what so in the overrated, you said Smokey because you said that he um, never really brought you know the, the plans to the table. And even when I interviewed him, he said himself. So, hey. And I don't know if I got this right because I don't know if I heard you properly. But you said the underrated was something called Mutant Reigns or something. Yes. And uh, you said it was like the original Ray was uh, He was, was. yes. I don't, know, I don't know if it was Mutant uh, just... rays or something else.
1: You know, Mutant as are, like the Mutants from the X-Men. Mutant.
0: Right, right. Oh, Mutant. Gotcha. I thought it was muting, but never mind. Um, so that's what you're overrated, underrated. Do you still stand by that? And uh, if not, who do you believe it is to be now?
1: Uh, now I don't know because I don't watch it. <laughs> so we'll just stick with those two answers I mentioned in February. Smokey, uh, again, he hasn't really done anything to stand out to me. As I, again, I'm just uh, repeating myself. I brought him in thinking he was going to be a big deal, and he just didn't come out that way. He's, uh, I mean, he's, he he doesn't, he's not a bad guy. He's not, he doesn't go around trying to harm people. He just says a lot of goofy shit, like, all call lives matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, that wasn't his uh, best moment. the What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> You love that, don't you? Oh,
1: that, that got a good laugh out of me when he tweeted that. I was like, Steve, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh,
0: usually, I would uh, wrap this up now, but you really want to play... Uh, it wasn't on the cards, but you really want to play uh, a word association, don't you?
1: Uh, we don't have to. That's up to you. Well, I mean, I know you... I, I, th- I thought we were going to do that. I thought you were going to do that to me going in. I, I,
0: I-, I wasn't, but uh, hey, if you want it, I'll give it to you. Uh, I'm going to have to try and bring up all the names, so I might forget people. So uh, Especially people I haven't spoken to in a while, so let's try and remember. So we'll do it nice and easy. Old Adam, Sean O'Connor, the milk bag man.
1: Uh, great guy. Never had any issues with him. Very professional.
0: Trey Jita.
1: Trey is a good guy. Uh, I, I, again, I never we never really talked as much. Exci- I mean, outside of call stuff, we never like, talked personally. I mean, he was fine. I, I wish he didn't leave when he did at least the first run he had with the Tide Belts. But
0: Trey's a cool dude. You should, uh, you should yeah. talk to him. He's, uh, he, was, I think be good.
1: he was having issues with that group.
0: Mm. Uh, we'll go to Scott Adams.
1: Scott, another great guy. Uh, I know he recently he has a family now. He has kids or a child. or. I mean, he's, he's a dad. He's a daddy.
0: No, oh, I don't, I don't well, know
1: welcome the guy. To, welcome to, yeah, to Parahood, Scott. Good for you, man. Uh, I know I was told like he wanted to leave, but when I messaged him, he's like, no, I still want to keep doing this. I don't know what he's doing now, Carl. I don't know if he's still in AWF, but you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know yeah. him uh, personally, but yeah, uh, yeah, obviously got to take a lot of responsibility for the old kids, old wretched kids.
1: Yeah. Me we got way back.
0: Rockstone.
1: Oh, man. I you know I wanted to drop the AWF title to him. Yeah. Because Rockstone, again, he's been a call for, like, ever. I felt he like he really deserved that spot. But they had me drop it to Chronic in a squash fashion. You know, that's exactly, I mean, I don't know they did that as an insult to me. But I remember suggesting that to Sean. I should lose in a squash match or, like, a couple seconds of so anything. He did exactly what I wanted to do. So, you know, I wanted to make a new guy out of Rockstone, new star. But he wanted, you know, Mason Chronic, And I didn't bitch to him about it. I just said, you know, okay, cool
0: uh let's go with eddie mack
1: didn't something happen with eddie recently
0: yeah i don't know the ins and outs i think he had um maybe depression got the best of him i i, I did talk to him when that was going on at the beginning um and then after, i think he got more of a support from more people um and i think he he dealt with all that i don't know i don't keep in contact with a lot of those guys i don't think he's doing okay i hope he's still doing okay um but, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was just him um, going to – kind of go through a bad time and managed to come through the other side. So, um, yeah, I'm quite happy that
1: – I thought – I felt like he was like considering suicide or something. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm going to, But the way people were describing and like, typing him, I thought like he was trying – he was going to do something to harm himself.
0: Yeah, I mean I think there was that possibility. Um, but I don't know the ins and outs, but again I, I talked to him at the beginning and sort of gave him some words of wisdom and then obviously most of other people would come in as well and I made sure that he was okay and obviously he's got a big support network, so that's all great. So I think he just yeah, it was kinda of down as luck, but hopefully he's continuing on and uh you know we, it happens to us, so, I mean, look at this bloody year. I mean this year's been bloody shit, so you know, you can understand people getting into that uh yeah into that funk. I remember
1: yeah, I remember he when he wanted to uh, step away from doing call. I, I remember he went. He hinted that he wanted to put it close to CCL. I think he was supposed to do that already. But you know, when you really love something, you just you don't want it to go away. I mean, I, I think you know it's it, it's th- a way out and an alternative.
0: I think he'll probably maybe do it soon because of um, the fact that I think it's kind of it's it's rolling down for him. I think maybe I, again I don't know, but I think maybe this whole. Thing maybe put things in perspective for him, but you know, you never know. Um, people say they do, some people don't. Uh, I'm sure well, no, remember-
1: overall, Eddie. I, I again, I never really talked to him on a personal level. level. The only time we really ever really talked to him, we did our crossover show. We may have uh, exchanged conversations between them, you know, nothing I can really remember, but I was always cool with him. The
0: thing is, it's like a blast for the past to me because I'm trying to remember people who you and I used to know and uh, who uh, uh, bu- 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 Christian Gary. Eh. Still not a fan of him? Uh,
1: no, nah, I'm not a fan. I just don't care for him. Okay. I don't hate him. I don't love him. He's just there.
0: Jeffrey Albreton.
1: I like Jeffrey. He's a cool guy. I think he tries too hard sometimes to uh, be funny. I remember he used to call me
0: Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Actually, I can see. That get- was...
1: That was funny the first time, but when you keep repeating it, it loses its lust.
0: You know, you, you look a bit... He's one of those, Maybe he should gain like not, 100 I pounds.
1: I remember I, the those guys who made a Photoshop post, uh, picture, like they had Ricochet's body and just put my face on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they do that now with everyone, in every case. Yeah. M, accuracy. Yeah,
1: um, I was going to say, with Jeffrey, I think he tries too hard sometimes to like fit in. Right. But M, but M accuracy, uh, he's uh, he's one of my best friends.
0: You love him, don't uh, you?
1: I'm not. Yeah, he's one of the first guys I ever knew when I came like when I came on YouTube. This is going back to like 2007. We didn't start talking till like early late late 2009, early 2010, and we first met up uh, WrestleMania weekend that year in Phoenix. That was uh, Taker and Shawn's final or Shawn's all right, cool final quotations final match before yeah the Saudis gave him all that blood money. Ray Geddes. Ray Geddes. Uh, as I mentioned, he's one of the guys, I'm going to say here, he's one of the guys that messaged me uh, when I put up that Slam episode, you know, offered me a spot on, on his roster for uh, GSF. Uh, Ray, it's unfortunate that me and him had his fallout when we did a couple years ago, but outside of that, I never, me and Ray, we always try to stay professional between each other. Uh, you know, me and Ray, we're, we're cool now. I haven't talked to him since, what, that episode went up. So, me and Ray, we're cool. I Deep down, I like Ray Geddes. I like his gimmick. I mean, again, he does things I don't always agree with. But overall, me and him, we never, besides uh, that departure we had, we never, me and him, we never had any issues since then. And again, that was a couple years ago, so.
0: On a personal level, I love Ray Geddes. Ray Geddes is, like, one of my best battles. He, uh, I, I, I know people don't like him, but I don't really give a shit because he's a genuine guy. And Any bullshit you think he is, is, is not, not you personally, is, is a load of crap. He generally looks out for people. He's a good guy and really is, I think he's just a swell guy. Just a general swell guy. So uh, that was my uh, tangent on that. Let's go to your best, best, best friend in the whole world, Ryan Carroll.
1: Oh, Carroll. You really fucked this one up. I, I mean, me and Carol, we were friends. I would never consider him. To, he was never like a close friend of mine. Uh, there were boundaries I would have with Carol. I remember when he wanted my approval because him and Sean wanted to team up for the uh, Call All-Stars-To-Face, Jay and AJ. And because at the time I had them two feuding each other. They hated each other in my show. But yeah, on this other show, they're on the Super Show. For call All-Stars, they want to team up and be friends again. I was like, all right, I guess you guys can do it. Well, we, and he's like, well, we don't want you part of the booking team. We just wanted your approval. All right, you know, just put me down after I gave you my blessing. Hmm. But, but uh, I have no interest in ever talking to Ryan Carroll again. Uh, he's got to really – he's got to really, like, change his attitude and his whole perception for me to ever really give him a chance. But uh, that part, again, he's a, he's a temporary friend. It was never meant to be long term, you know. He's in the past now. I went. I'm. I'm moving on. So, oh well.
0: A J Young.
1: A J, we were never really friends. He was an acquaintance. Uh, he was friends with the other guys, and basically, and as I was, so that's basically how me and him were connected. Uh, again, as I mentioned, we were never close, so I, I don't have anything bad to say about AJ. I think he gets ahead of himself too much. I think he's, he's, a big, he's a big mark for himself. And that could be frustrating to some people. I mean, he has, you know, that's where I stand. No, again, that, we ne- again, as I mentioned, we were never close. I liked AJ the best when he was with Nathan, when he was in CWS. AJ was so much fun to work with
0: there. Wow, well, well, that's good. It's, like,
1: it, it's like once him and Nate went their separate ways, it's like Nate took all the fun out of him.
0: Nathaniel Cara.
1: Oh God, Nate. Me and Nate have always respected each other. Nate's a very cool guy. Um, he, you know, it's amazing because when me and Nate kind of had a friction a bit a couple years ago, when me and him talked it out, we never got out of line with each other. We always, we were always professional with each other. And, and you know, and Nate's supposed to be the bad guy. He's the one you know nobody likes him. I was like, well, I like him. <laughs> He, he was another. He was another one of the guys I was super supportive of. Me when I did the slam episode, he loved the slam episode. Oh,
0: I know he did. He uh, yeah, he loved it all right. The big bad Mason Chronic.
1: Uh, it's whatever. Uh, I was never. I was never close to Chronic. I remember when Chronic wanted his little brother or his cousin, whatever, some family member, to join Coh. And I kind of have a rule, like I don't do family members that want to join. Right. I was like, I don't know this guy. Has he ever done call? No. He watches your show. I'm like, well, it's not enough for me for me for me to get invested in him. Why doesn't he join this show? And then if he does good, I'll bring him in. But you, and Carl's like, but you let all these other guys in. You let Adam Oliver and G.M.R. and blah blah blah. Why does he sound and-
0: like that? <laughs> <laughs> He'd make himself like some really weird guy.
1: <laughs> he is kind of weird.
0: Uh but, um, sorry, go on. Lo-
1: look look looking back at it, uh I made the right choice because his little whatever never joined any call shows, so look who was right in the end. This guy.
0: All right, we'll do a couple more and then we'll uh ride off in the sun, we'll do three uh three last ones. We've got uh G-Mile Bedlam.
1: Jamar Bedlam. Jamal Bedlam. Yes. I heard he won the. I think he's. A, isn't he a world champion now in one of these shows?
0: I wouldn't know. I couldn't even tell you. Uh,
1: he's okay. Well he's okay. I, he was. He was cool whenever we were in calls. Uh, again, I never really knew him on a personal level. 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 Um, he was always professional with me when it came when I worked with him. Um, that's really all I got to say about him.
0: Your number one fan, Scott McShannon.
1: Oh, Scott. I never. Scott was. Uh, he was a uh, an interesting guy. He doesn't like me now. Um, I don't care. <laughs> um, it was something always strange about Scott because I always something always turned me off about him. Uh, I felt he was a little too friendly with me at times. I don't know. It just it's too friendly. Weird. He, he was he would like always message. Hey, like uh, it was, like like every now and then he would message me how you doing, but like every day was always something. Well,
0: what are you trying to say that he
1: like? I, I don't. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Actually, I don't. I really don't know where I'm going with
0: this. Yeah, I don't know where you're going.
1: Anyway. He's. But I see, like the way he like talks to other people and how he is, like example, like with you. Me. And that that always with how he like he has a lot. He throws a lot of pot shots at other people, and I don't. know, That always like turned me off about him. Cause I, cause I always thought like, oh god, what happens if me and him have a falling out? You know, I I try to keep my distance with him.
0: Right. Okay. Last but not least, your bestest friend, your compadre, your, your tag team partner, the, uh, the old chief Sean Walsh.
1: Sean Walsh. You know, I've been to his house a few times. All right. Yeah, we, we, I would go over there and watch AEW. Well, I've only watched one, but that was before the whole pandemic happened. Oh, really? But I was going to make that a, a, a thing. I always stop by just to watch you. Uh, Arrest the pay per view with him. You know, we had a good time. Those, I mean, the one we watched was fun, but.
0: So I guess you don't do Sean,
1: it. Sean? No. <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> hey, you still want to watch a double or nothing? <laughs> um, Sean, uh, he's one of those guys. I feel like out of everyone in the group, he was the only one that was only that was willing to listen to me or listen from my point of view. But the problem with Sean is that he's around those guys. Right. And, and those guys always have the loudest mouths in the room. And if they're loud, then he's going to be loud with them. He's never going to be the one to say, wait, wait, wait a minute, guys. We should hear him out. And that's, that was always my biggest issue with Sean, is that he kind of lets them, he lets them dictate how he should do things. I look at Call All-Stars. I, I noticed that they want to start like a fantasy division. Right. Wasn't the whole point of Call All-Stars to bring everyone together and now you want to separate the shoot rest. The shoot yeah, I, th- I, th- the th- I thought they guys. I thought
0: they really really hated that I thought they didn't like that
1: yeah because I think that's why he's doing it because they're influencing him to do that right. and the whole point of as I mentioned the whole point of call also is to all of us be together I want to see Ray Geddes fighting Bowser I, mean, I want can, to see me squaring it up <laughs> that can work I want to see me squaring off with some anime character that was the whole lure that was the whole point of call also is that we were all all these different worlds were supposed to come together as one. Right. And now he wants to separate that because a few guys don't like that. It kills their credibility. It's a fucking super show.
0: So are you saying that in a way he doesn't necessarily make a lot of decisions in terms of what he wants to make? He's maybe easily persuaded, easily manipulated.
1: Yes, he can be easily persuaded.
0: Okay. Well.
1: Um, as, for, as for Sean... When I out of everyone in that group, he's the only one I probably ever be open to talking to.
0: Because you probably create a relationship outside of CAW. Yeah,
1: because out of everyone in that group, me and him we were we were the closest. Okay. And I'm kind of upset with him because he was part of those guys that laughed when I said I quit, and he called me a fucking pussy.
0: Well, Mr. Sparks, this has been a truly interesting experience. Probably uh, more unique than any of my other podcasts that I've uh, that I've done. You have—I uh, feel like you have released a lot of weight, released a lot of uh, stuff off your chest, off your shoulders. How do you feel?
1: I feel great. <laughs> feel,
0: yeah, I bet you feel great. You have uh, provided me with uh, much conversation and uh, much, much time. So, uh, really, this is kind of your uh, your last kind of, well, last kind of swan song as it were you're gonna head on down the road and uh, we'll never see you again
1: well i i'm always around you can always find me i didn't tell you everything i didn't say i didn't tell everyone's plans for uh the future of had We'd stayed i mean i there could always be a follow-up episode i could always do oh a god episode <laughs> if you're open to it in the future if we you can. have any questions
0: yeah we could if certainly people
1: re- if people if if people really want these call show- COH shows back up and public for the world, I already told you what y'all have to do. I'll be waiting.
0: Look at this guy already promoting shows that I haven't even accepted. QA with Travis. But you know when we do a QA, you're just going to hit Travis, why did you screw me over? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's the plan? Why did you screw me over? Why didn't you hire my little brother?
0: Travis, why didn't you put the COH Global Legacy Championship on me in Saskatchewan in 2011 on that Thursday?
1: Why didn't you make? Why didn't? Why didn't I do that powerbomb spot like I wanted on match number four on Slam 45
0: in 2012? You didn't let me do my lockup. You completely buried me. i <laughs> we be going down with these. Anyway, we're going to head on down the road now. This is the end of the podcast. I know you've all uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, I know even you uh, swines out there that want to probably uh, crap on me and crap on Travis. I know you listen to it, and I know you're there, and I still love you, and I still appreciate you. I hold no anger in my heart, and neither does this old young man here. Travis, tell us what we can find on social media before we head on down the road.
1: Well, you can follow me personally Twitter at Silent Poison. If you want to listen to the My Heart podcast that I'm co-running with my friends. At Chill and Killin Podcast, we are on Twitter at Chill and Killin P1, Instagram at Chill and Killin Podcast, and we're on Patreon, Patreon.com/Chill and Podcast. And for one dollar, one dollar, guys, that's all you need. Four quarters, you can listen to my exclusive podcast, Fracture goes I run and accuracy. We're gonna put up 9-1-1 Before Christmas. It's December. We're gonna reveal a lot of Christmas themed horror films. Just for one dollar, you can listen to that and get access to all of our past episodes along with the Chillicum Podcast we do every week. So guys, $1. Chillicum Podcast.
0: You heard the band. Check out his content. And uh, that is it with me and Travis Sparks. Um, you can check out more episodes of the FWZ Podcast in the archives. You can go there on our streaming platform, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Box Breaker, Cast Breaker This Breaker, all kinds of breakers. And uh, well, Travis, appreciate you staying here. Any, uh, any last things you'd like to say before we head off?
1: yes it's December this is season to be jolly I'm not as angry as I was um when I
0: <laughs> about 10 minutes ago <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> but um again the offers on the table you guys know what to do if you really want it up well you know let's make call great again let's Get make those COH shows back up
0: let's make call great again that is it stay safe <laughs> be good to one another catch you all soon goodbye
1: live long. Live long and prosper. The FWZ Talk podcast is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out all things FWZ
0: on the FWZ Collection channel. Well, I'm going to take care of business the way it should be done. Perhaps I've been too nice. Perhaps I've been trying to be a real, a real sports, a real gentleman. Now, Tully Blanchard, I want you. It's not Uncle Sam talking to you. It's Ronnie Garvin. I want you, and I'm going to get you. I'm going to have you. I'm going to get to touch your body. I'm not just making promises. I'm telling something that is going to be done, something that is going to happen in the future because bones do heals but i've got a memory like an elephant and i can do it like an elephant